Hey y'all, so I'm gonna jump right into this. I have been creating a lot more poetry lately and what I realized is that I've also been creating a lot of content. I just have not posted what I've been creating. And majority of the time I don't post it because it's a conversation that I'm having with myself, but I feel like others can relate to it. And then I pause and I think about like, do I really want to post this? Um, I usually rant. I go in and just say what's on the top of my mind usually. And so I decide that I don't want to post it. And the oddest thing is that when I first started my podcast, it was me just truly talking from my heart and my spirit. And it was basically an open diary of how I felt and what was going on. And so I want to get back to that. But in this one, I want to share my poems with you. At least one. Because I told myself that I would. And so here it goes. I would like to share Silent Tears. And excuse me, I do have music playing in the background for my kids to fall asleep. They usually ask for smooth jazz. And so if you hear something, it's it's the music in the background, but it should be good. Silent tears. Silent tears. My silent tears drowned me before sunrise as I tried to disguise my anguish, putting it to the side, but my cries were too loud to hide. A slap in the face, every glance that was taken, questioning myself and what I was making. A unifier or an alienator, yet my pride wouldn't sit down, so I had to bring the fake receipts of who I wanted to be, cause y'all, I wasn't quite there yet. But I'd be damned if I took a defeat, so you see, I know what's inside of me, the anger of my mother that others refused to see. So much of her was taken yet given to me, but I hide it differently. Follow my journey and you'll see that everything isn't what it appears to be. Her anger. Her anger took joyride, high in the sky because her cries weren't taken seriously, telling her that it wasn't reality. I know you're asking about me, but to know me is to know her. Lolo is we and I am she, skipping the streets, trying to find out how hard it can be. Weaving in lies took away who she was, naturally. Y'all, my mom wanted to build the community. But her pain trapped her internally, so it brings the story back to me because I release mine in these lines that everybody wants to hear, trying to be near, to turn their pain into passion. So I step into my purpose by speaking her abusive story to help we, him, and she live the way they want to be. So with her being gone, I stand to speak because she is I and I am you. Rest in peace, Lolo, as your story Forever lives with me. 823 23 at 303, y'all. So, I've had lost my creativity for writing. I just could not get the words out. I couldn't express myself in a way that I know that I, I could, right? But I was just so blocked off that I couldn't find the words, I couldn't find the inspiration. And recently, I found the inspiration to write again. 
and to reflect and get it out. And this is the product of it. And I have a few more poems that I got to write. But the reality is I had to sit with my pain and I'm still sitting with it. And I'm still adjusting to some of the habits that I saw growing up that are embedded in me. And it took me to realize it, to look at my mom's patterns. And although they are not exactly the same, they are close in resemblance. And it's something that I think I'm bothered by and it triggers me. But I don't want to discuss it, right? I don't want to deal with it. Until now. Because my poetry highlights my pain. But it not only highlights that. It displays my success. It displays the journey that I'm traveling and that I'm going into. It shows that we are fully capable of living the best versions of ourselves, the lives that we want to live. We're able to be the best version of ourselves and live the lives that we truly want to live. That's how I wanted to see it. The only thing that stops us, and I reflect on my own experience, is our personal issues with sitting in our mess and looking at it for what it is. Recognizing it and then doing something about it. Because it's not just okay to sit in it. It's not okay to just look at it or to know about it. It's about taking action. And in order to take action, we have to know what we want on the other side. I don't know everything that I want. I have a vague idea of what I want. But I take the vagueness of my ideas of how I want to feel, what I want to do, who I want to interact with, and I turn it into my plan. I decide to write down steps to take that will push me one step forward towards making that happen. And then I go back and I sit and pray and I ask for the signs to be displayed to me, creatively of course, right? But to be given to me, give me the messages, tell me what direction I need to go into and then I will follow. And that's how I produce this poem. And then following that, I've also had interactions and things that happened that confirmed that this is the direction that I needed to go. It confirmed that I was on the right path and it confirmed that my emotions and what I've been through is 
legitimate and it should be taken seriously. But it also says that I'm not supposed to sit in it. I have to do something with it. I have to connect to others who might share the same experience as me, the same experience as my mom, or the same experience as those that's not able to speak their stories. And because I have been given the gift of a voice that is incredible and that's moving and that sparks something within someone, I am required, I am obligated to use it. And even though it's tough to sit and think, well, maybe I might come off, you know, awkward or weird or I get nervous and I start speaking over my words. I might make mistakes. And guess what? I most certainly will. In this podcast and in many other podcast episodes that I've created, I've made plenty of mistakes. And it's still out there. And I'm still okay with it. Because... Through those mistakes of me babbling and speaking over my words or stuttering and all of the other sorts, I still produced. I still showed up for myself. I still got my message across. People are still listening to it, still connecting to it. And eventually, I will get to a level where I'm able to fix those things because of course through reflecting and going back and listening and re- refining my skills right by researching how to become a better speaker how to articulate myself reading more books and having more vocabulary to hold on to things like that will fix the small issues that i have And I seen something on Instagram. It was so fascinating. It basically had these arrows that were going further and further along. And it stated basically, had I started to, no, it's, I would have made it further had I started today. And I was like, that's pure genius because we're going to make mistakes along the way. And that's fine. But the moment that we quit on our quit on ourselves, the moment that we stop, we don't have the progress. We can't show anything. And I've given up on myself already. I refuse to believe in me. I can't ask someone to believe in me, believe in my talents, believe in my skills, believe in what my vision is for my life if I don't believe in it myself and I'm asking so many people to have faith and to to trust me and to put money or investments into me and then I look at how much I invested into myself in comparison to others and I am mortified that my investment is so little because I choose to give up too early because I choose to distract myself because I choose to be undisciplined 
and not focused on the things that I need to focus on. I have the choice of how I spend my day, how I did it, how I determine, how I determine how to use my time, how I plan out my days, and how I execute it. I can spend it all day looking up pointless videos that's not going to amount to anything but a good laugh and maybe a joke with some of my fun friends. But ultimately, will it be able to help me in the conversations that I really need to have with people? Absolutely not. And if it's not, it's not growing and stretching me and pushing me that I'm choosing to be stagnant. I'm choosing to stay exactly where I'm comfortable. And I'm choosing my comfort over my success. A lot of people choose that. They're, they choose comfort over success. And I don't want to be one of those people anymore. I choose my success over my comfortability. So that means in times where I want to stay in my bubble and I want to stay in my circle of, I'll stay over here. <laughs> I see them having fun, but I don't want to interact with them. I don't want to be a bother to them. I choose to get out of that mindset and to step into conversations with people and to engage and let them know what I'm doing because that is an investment to my future. I choose to sit my butt down, go through my plan, read my plan daily, and then schedule my action plans, my action tasks to accomplishing my goals to stay focused and disciplined and to write more poetry so that I can get all of this stuff out and it's so therapeutic y'all for me so I'm choosing to allow this to be my outlet for me to express myself so that I can get over this generational hump of cycles and patterns and habits that I've watched and that I ultimately took one for myself and said, I'll take it, put it in a bag and bought because I don't want my children, I don't want my daughters to put what I have, right? And that was given to me. I don't want the, the things that I have to go in their bags. I want more substance and value to go into their bag. So when they do reach my age, they don't have to sit through and sort through a whole bunch of junk like I am doing. I want them to pull out something that is fantastic and beautiful and then get to the, the stuff that they don't want at the bottom of the bag. But I want them to see the beauty 
of pulling stuff out of their bags. And of course, I'm talking metaphorically, talking about their skills. I'm talking about their talents. They're, they're thriving, right? I want them to thrive based off what tools they have in their bag. And it starts young, so they're thriving now with the interests that they have. And I have to be the one to cultivate that so I can put it in there and say, hey, remember when we did this? You, you have gymnastics in your bag. You have different languages in your bag. You have math skills in your bag. You have the appreciation for learning inside your bag. I want them to be so resourceful with all of the great things that they have that eventually once they take out those good things then they gotta go sorting through the bad things but they're mindful that they have this huge pile of good things to focus on and these this minor pile over here eh, it's there but it's not the focus for me right now i think I know I have great things and great opportunities that's going for me right now. But I feel like my pal sometimes on the negative side outweighs me even trying to be grateful for my positive tools, my positive resources, my positive opportunities. Because I'm focused on this minor section and so I was thinking to myself I have to do a mental shift and change in order for my children to grow up with that mental shift and change to limit how much trauma I cause them how much of a disconnect I cause them which means that it starts with what I'm able to do now to help them in the future. Ah, that was my rant. And I really do hope that you have enjoyed this podcast episode. I hope that you enjoyed listening to my poem, Silent Tears. And if you want to have a conversation, come over to Instagram and I would be happy to engage with you. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. And honestly, side note, I am thinking about producing more content. Because, and then if I do, there will be content that's kind of just random thoughts about different topics pertaining to foster care or the arts. I think I might do reviews. I was looking at, if you are in Cleveland, you should know about the Caramel House. And I was looking on their website. I was just kind of becoming more interested in volunteering there and getting involved. And so when I was looking on their website, I seen that there were some shows and I'm like, yeah, I definitely love theater, like not acting for myself. But I mean, hey, if I get in good with them, <laughs> bump some elbows with some people, I can potentially help the young ladies 
get into theater and into programs that they qualify for, of course, and make it easier for them to connect to things as their outlets. And so that is a project that I want to get started with, an avenue that I want to go into just so that I can meet more people and eventually have someone assist me because with my spoken word, I want to be directed by someone who's been in the industry for a very long time, who kind of knows about sound and pitch and how I'm supposed to structure certain things within my, my spoken word, within my poetry, to give me more, how am I going to say it, to make my butt better. Because that's all it is, to refine me, to make me sharp, you know, to sharpen my skills and make me a better writer, make me into a better performer, and really to get on stage and do this. Because I think I'm ready now. I think I'm ready to not just do it in a back room at a poetry slam, but to really get on stage and allow my story, my mom's story, our story to be told in a way that people can digest and for people to have conversations, to let people know that issues like this is systemic and the only way to change it is for us to speak about it. So that is my little rant. And I appreciate you listening to this week's podcast. Um, Like I said, be on the lookout for more episodes coming very soon. I think I'm going to schedule them this week. I am doing a mass production of like talking and things like that. So I can't wait. Thank you for listening.